agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Seedmasters Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no-nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. We have the latest crop report from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. It's the second last one. The last one is next week, next Thursday. Harvest is nearing completion across the provincial grain belt. And we have an update from the Canadian Cattlemen's Association, a presentation at the virtual stock growers meeting yesterday. A new stock growers president is named along with the new board. We have a feature on fake honey and the latest Manitoba crop report. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns and more. Build with confidence. Olympic-buildings.ca And GGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan agribusinesses for over 40 years. Looking to market your grain? Call GGL Commodities today, 306-624-2378. Harvest is nearing completion across the Saskatchewan Grain Belt. Provincial Crop Extension Specialist Shannon Friesen says the Northwest region is the least advanced at 98% complete. Progress this week. Uh, so harvest has basically wrapped up for most of the producers in the province. Uh, so 99% of the provincial crop is now in the bin. That is up from 96% last week and does actually remain well ahead of the five-year average of 83% for this time of year. So what area is really the least advanced? Uh, the least advanced is the northwest region who has 98% now done and the east central and northeast regions each have 99% of the crop now in the bin. Which are the main crops left to harvest? Uh, there's still a little bit of crops such as canola, there's some flax, some soybeans, some faba beans, and of course we do have some sunflowers out as well. Any rainfall? Uh, very little rainfall last week actually, which of course really helped us bring in the last of the harvest this year. We did have some reports of course of some rain and the St. Wahlberg area actually reported 9 millimeters of rain last week. So what's the topsoil moisture rating? Well, at the moment, uh, cropland topsoil moisture is rated as 25% adequate, 41% short, and 34% very short. On hayland and pasture, it is 1% surplus, 18% adequate, 34% short, and 47% very short. And of course, because we've had a lack of moisture over the last couple of weeks, while it's really helped us harvest, uh, it's also um, caused us some concerns, of course, as we head into winter, that our topsoil as well as parts of the subsoil is actually quite dry. The crop production, how would you rate it? Close to average or where? Uh, you know, I would say probably average overall. Uh, certainly we did have some bumper crops in some areas, but of course the flip side is always true as well. We did hear many reports of canola fields in particular actually being much less than anticipated. Uh, much of that was likely due to the hot and dry conditions we had at the end of August. We've had lots of wind, um, you know, of course wildlife eating away as well. But certainly overall things seem to be average, but everything seems to be in really good condition, uh, which is a vast improvement over the last couple of years. The dominant part of the crop is the higher grades? 
Absolutely. We we seem to have a lot of number ones and number twos, where in the past we've always had issues with a lot of rainfall in the fall and we'd have, you know, bleaching and staining. This year it seems to be very, very minimal. Um, so a lot of producers are quite happy with, with the crop quality at, at this time. But it sounds like the cropland sure could use some rain and or good snow cover for spring seeding. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, now is the perfect time for that to happen as the soil starts to freeze and the water can hopefully sink down in. I know some areas got a little bit of rain uh, yesterday morning, but of course we're always looking for as much as we can get uh, to ensure that we have a good seeding bed for next spring. What were the main causes of crop loss this past week? Uh, well, most crop loss um, was due to things such as strong winds. Of course, we've had some wildlife and some waterfowl. Uh, what's left out now is really just likely cleanup operations as well, but most of it has been due to the strong winds we have had. Which areas seem to be worst hit for waterfowl and wildlife damage? Uh, you know, it seems to be a little bit of everywhere, uh, but certainly in the north, of course, we always have reports of some of the bigger wildlife out there. Uh, but here in the south, we've heard lots of reports of uh, geese and, of course, other migrating birds out there, waterfowl, deer, of course. Um, so it really seems to be variable, and, of course, whoever had a little bit of crop left out in the last couple of weeks. Have you heard of fall rye and winter wheat seeding? How is it going? Yeah, so we did have some acres go in this year. Um, even though we had an early harvest, we just didn't really have the moisture. So unfortunately, we may see a lot of those acres be reduced, uh, which of course is no surprise given just how um, our fall has gone and dry conditions and everything else. But we are expecting, of course, some fall rye acres to um, actually come up next spring and, of course, some of that winter wheat as well. And right now, farmers in the midst of some fall work, field work and other stuff? That they are, they're doing a little bit of everything because, of course, being done earlier than we have been in a long time really allows that extra time prior to freeze-up to actually get out there and do some stuff. So a lot of producers right now are, you know, doing cleanup operations, they're working low spots, they're harrowing, uh, they're starting to put down some anhydrous ammonia, especially in the north part of the province. They're cleaning, fixing equipment, putting it away, moving bales, fixing fences, moving cattle home, um, and, of course, cleaning some of those corrals as well. Shannon Friesen compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association indicates federal provincial business risk management programs need to be improved especially with the U.S. government providing more support for its ranchers. Dennis Laycraft is the executive director of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. He made a presentation at the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association annual meeting yesterday, which was conducted on the Internet on Zoom. They're clearly in a political environment down there where there has been a range of support offered to pretty much all of rural United States. They have typically put fairly strong caps on the amount of support that any individual gets, particularly if you're looking at larger operations where it's capped out at 250000 in the various aspects that they've announced so far. They've been, sort of been sequential announcements. Laycraft says the Canadian Cattlemen's Association continues to lobby Ottawa on the need to improve agri-stability. We've done analysis if we are able to get things like the reference margin limit addressed and get the payout rate changed from 70 to 85%, we'll actually make those programs work far better and not only in a 
in a crisis or a disaster environment like we're dealing with here, but long into the future. We're going to continue to work on the price insurance to make sure it's a permanent program that's still considered a pilot program and get it available in the rest of the country. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association is continuing to monitor the movement of cattle between the two countries. It hasn't seemed to affect the the flow of cattle at this stage. We've been making sure it isn't putting us at a significant competitive disadvantage. And so far, we continue to import certain classes of feeder cattle. And our only big change in live cattle trade has actually been in uh, cull cows. And that's been driven by the fact when we got behind on getting fed cattle moved, there was kind of an industry agreement that they were going to concentrate on getting those animals uh, processed as a priority. I think we're getting through that now, but we're going to monitor it closely. Dennis Laycraft is the executive director of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. There is an election coming up in Saskatchewan, and uh, Saskatchewan is one of those provinces where agriculture, it, it, is, it is the leader. It, it, is, it really is the driver of the economy. Joining us to discuss the election and some of the ag issues, it is Todd Lewis with APAS. Hey, Todd, how are you? Very good, Sean. How are you this afternoon? Hey, man, I'm doing great, doing great. So uh, it looks like the rate has dropped. Uh, Premier Mo has announced there will be an election coming up here at the end of October. From your perspective, Todd, what are some of the key issues that you think need to be addressed by both the Saskatchewan Party and the NDP? Well, there's, you know, as you said, agriculture is a big part of the Saskatchewan economy. And, and really, you know, Saskatchewan is the, the leading egg province uh, in a lot, you know, with that, close to half the egg land in all of Canada. And uh, so, you know, provincial policies really matter. And, and uh and how, how uh, the province uh, uh, treats agriculture really makes a difference to uh, producers' bottom line. So, I mean, uh, one of the examples would be uh, uh, drainage policy. We uh, are going through, uh, you know, a typical year in Saskatchewan here where uh, we had uh, very low moisture in a lot of the southern half of the province, and uh, really in the northern part there was lots of areas with excess moisture. So with a land mass as big as, uh, as, big as Saskatchewan has, uh, we need... Uh, Good, agriculture, good sound agriculture policy around drainage and water management. And uh, so we've asked, that's one of the questions we want to see is uh, parties' policies around, around uh, drainage and uh, water management. Uh, I think that's a perfect example of uh, policies that really can affect producers. Yeah, you know, I've been able to spend lots of time in Saskatchewan. I've, you mentioned drainage. I, I've spoken at the Saskatchewan FSA meeting. You know, they're, they're they're heavily focused on on drainage, and this 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 is an example where you know it, it just doesn't cut down party lines in terms of where all farmers you know, are on the same side as the SAS party. There's a lot of criticisms and people pushing and asking tough questions towards the current government on what exactly is their drainage policy. Yeah, you know we we talk about uh, you know ag policy uh, year round, year after year, and uh, there's never never a better time to talk about uh, you know. Paul, 
policy uh, around agriculture than right during election campaign. So mm. I think it's important that we get uh, uh, all parties uh, to uh, talk about their policies. And, and uh, Drainage is one example. It's a great time to uh, get it within parties' platforms and something we can work on on the next mandate for the next provincial government. Uh, another good example would be, be business risk management programming. Uh, you know, we've got uh, uh, a delay in the in the uh, federal provincial meeting uh, coming up here. It's been delayed until November, specifically because of the Saskatchewan election. And uh, Saskatchewan is an important player at that table, and uh, we are happy to see that the that Saskatchewan will be included uh, in in the next meeting. Because if it had had uh, been held uh, during the election period, of course. Uh, we wouldn't have had a minister president present at that at that meeting. So I think uh, business risk management has been under review for a number of uh, years now. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing some kind of of uh, movement come out of come out of the upcoming meeting, and uh, it's important that uh, the policy uh, is discussed here during the election. Producers are looking for improvements to agri stability. Of course, they want to see crop insurance improved and enhanced as well, and uh, you know. Uh, you know the uh, Agri Invest program as well. That's uh, always on the table, and uh, producers looking to to uh, see what the province thinks about that and uh, how they see these programs going forward. Are there, are there any questions about trade? Obviously, exports are just so critical to Saskatchewan. Like you know, I think of uh, pulses and wheat and canola. You know, it's it's the it's the breadbasket province. Uh, what kind of trade issues would be potentially asked of both parties? Well, we want to know. We want to know. Uh, you know what their policies are on trade. Uh, you know, it's a it's Saskatchewan uh, heavy export position. Uh, and many of the crops you uh, mentioned, uh, Saskatchewan is a world leader. Uh, you know, lentils, lentils, canola. Uh, you know, something as a niche crop like mustard. Uh, these are these are all examples of crops where Saskatchewan really leads the world. And uh, and uh, what what the policy is within the province really matters. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather, mainly sunny sky, wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, increasing to 50 gusting to 70 this afternoon, a high plus 3. The low tonight, minus 5, the wind chill minus 11 overnight. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness, 30% chance of flurries or rain showers late in the day on Friday, wind becoming north 20 in the afternoon, a high tomorrow just plus 2, the low minus 10. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 3, the low minus 9. Sunday, cloudy, the high minus 2, the low minus 11. Monday, sunny, the high minus 1, the low minus 11. Tuesday, partly cloudy with a high plus 2, the low minus 4. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high plus 3. Normal high, 11 degrees for this date, the normal low minus 3. The sun rose at 721 this morning, it sets at 607 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Estevan at 4 degrees. The cold spot, Key Lake up north, minus 6. So Estevan, once again, the hot spot in Saskatchewan, Saskatoon 3, Swift Current 2, 
Weyburn in at four, but it's just a fraction below Estevan. Yorkton, one degree. Regina, partly cloudy in four. That's 39 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 39, gusting to 57. Humidity, 40%. The barometer rising, 102.2. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, four degrees. Winds are from the west-northwest, 39, gusting to 52. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy in four. That's 39 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. A livestock producer from Karen is the new president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Kelty Alford was selected at the Stock Growers Internet Annual Meeting held yesterday. He replaces Bill Huber of Lipton, who stepped down after two and a half years as president of the Stock Growers. The first vice president is Garner Diabold, while second vice president is Jeff Yorga. The two new directors at large are Clay Anderson of Fur Mountain and Miles McNeil of Alameda. Saskatchewan beekeepers say food fraud continues to eat away at potential profits. Fake honey with rice syrup is not the real thing. Honey producer Tim Wendell at McNutt in eastern Saskatchewan says it's buyer beware. I think the consumer really needs to be much more aware of what they're eating if they, you know, if they want to be sure that what they're getting is, is the real thing. And probably one of the biggest ways to do that, if it's cheap, it's probably not real. Honey prices have improved this year, something beekeepers badly needed. When that price of honey got close to or hit the proverbial $2 a pound, a lot of honey moved. At least there seems to be some light at the end of the tunnel. We're just really hoping that somebody doesn't order some more tunnel. Tim Wendell is a honey producer at McNutt in eastern Saskatchewan. The Nature Conservancy of Canada has acquired 307 acres near the town of Asquith, about 45 minutes from Saskatoon. The site features native and tame grasslands as well as aspen forest. It's close to three nearby conservation properties, bringing the total conservation area to 1,343 acres. These are a common habitat corridor in the Saskatoon Prairie Natural Area, known for grasslands, forest-stabilized sand dunes, and wetlands. In a release, the Nature Conservancy says the conserving the area helps avoid further habitat loss and fragmentation from agricultural activity and urbanization. The support for the conservation area comes from the federal and provincial governments as well as individual donors. The area provides habitat for badgers, bobolink, bank swallow and northern leopard frog. The badger is rated special concern, the bobolink and bank swallow rated threatened. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Manitoba's weekly crop report says 95% of the crop is now in the bin. Manitoba Agriculture Crop Specialist Dane Fraze says harvest continues to progress rapidly and is well ahead of the three-year average. Right now we've seen a fairly large jump in harvest progress uh, as soybeans rapidly came off uh, the field 
across much of Manitoba uh, last week and into early part of this week, Thanksgiving weekend. Um, and those areas where producers were already finished, soybeans saw some uh, rapid progress in corn harvest as well, uh, particularly in eastern and central Manitoba. Fraze explains further. Right now, uh, the harvest completion sits at about 95% complete. Uh, that's well ahead of our three-year average of 79% uh, for the second week of October. Fraze says farmers who have finished combining are doing some field work. Uh, a lot of producers are, are been quite thankful that uh, we've had a nice open fall for the most part and we haven't had a repeat of last year. Uh, so producers are taking advantage of the warmer weather uh, in order to do some fall fertilization or field work depending on, on their needs and their crop choices for next year. Um, many producers were finding that uh, the ground was getting quite hard and in fact we certainly needed um, rain to soften up the topsoil in order to safely progress with uh, fall tillage as a lot of machinery was starting to get busted and broken uh, with the, with the extremely hard ground, particularly in heavy clay soils. But as we get some more moisture, uh, we'll see uh, a spurt happen again for uh, anhydrous as well as urea banding, uh, fall field work, and line preparation for 2021. Fraze says sunflowers and grain corn are the only two crops that are still being harvested in earnest in Manitoba. That's right. Uh, grain corn acres are about 50% harvested, uh, primarily in the central, eastern, and southern interlake regions. The southwest uh, region doesn't have nearly the same extent of corn as the eastern half of Manitoba, so we don't expect to see too much uh, happen right, right there. However, sunflower harvest has been... Uh, faster than normal in that sunflowers had the heat units early on in the year and were starting to dry down. Uh, but dry down has been a bit of a slower process, so producers might have desiccated a week or two weeks ago and are just getting into the sunflowers now. Right now we're starting to see yields uh, for sunflowers in the uh, 2,000 to 2,500 pound an acre range, which is excellent to see. Fraze says cooler temperatures in recent days have hampered harvest. It does limit uh, harvest days, certainly, as we have um, cool, humid, overnight temperatures and a heavy dew that really can uh, delay the harvest start and then following morning. Uh, so generally, harvest hours run between noon and about 6 or 7 p.m. And phrase says cattle are moving off pasture in Manitoba. By and large, producers are removing cattle off community and private pasture right now onto fall or overwintering yards. Um, particularly in the southwest, some pastures and uh, summer grazing areas have been running short of uh, drinkable water for livestock, but that concern should be alleviated as most cattle are now being pulled from those pastures and back onto uh, permanent water source sites. Dane Frase is a crop specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. Um. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboine and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed this morning. We had Durham opening at 279.25. Feed barley was at 199.70. Canola $481.07 per metric ton. Flax, $630.04. Lentils, $607.50. Oats, $190.53. Yellow peas, $278.89.
Feed wheat, $183.72. And number one red spring wheat, $233.03. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest livestock quotations. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of October the 14th sale. A decent-sized sale here with 2,135 head in the short, 265,000 bulls, a total of 2,400 for the day. It's the time of the year, and it happens every year, when every stockyard across the country is full, causing some downward pressure on this market. Cow and bull market have been sliding the last couple of weeks. Listen up. D1, D2 cows, 73 to 83. D3 cows, 65 to 72. Cows are averaging 74 cents. Good bulls, 92 to 102. Sales are sales to 105, 106. Bulls are averaging 95.50. On to the pre-sort sale. Yesterday we featured Charley cattle, so which will be Charley prices today. Some highlights on the steer side, 410 pound steers, 267, 500 pounders, 231, 570 pound steers, 222, 630 pound steers, 209, my favorite 10, 710 pound steers, 203, and 850 pound steers at 194. On to the heifer side, 420 pound heifers, 217, 500 pound heifers, 202, 550 pound heifers, 186. 640 pound heifers 175 and 710 pound heifers at 171. These were all Charlet prices. My highlight of the sale was a pen of 780 pound red black exotic steers at 201. Here are some yearling prices. Yearling steers 850 pounders at 188. 950 pound yearling steers at 175. Yearling heifers, 950-pound yearling heifers, 157, and 1,090-pound yearling heifers at 143. Next week, October the 21st sale featuring Angus cattle, but all breeds are welcome. If it, if it is possible to all you producers out there, we would like to weigh more cattle on Monday. Please and thank you. First bred cow sale will be Friday, November the 6th, getting a lot of phone calls for that sale. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,600 hogs Wednesday, selling a range of 181 to 211 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,600 head, selling a range of 181 to 211 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling the range of 20 to 26 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is down three basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3139. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.54 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are lower this morning, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt taking a notable 272-100 weight downturn, while the national and national cutout adjusted base prices were both a more modest 16 cents U.S. 100 weight lower relative to the previous day. The cash markets appear to be losing some steam, but they are still holding exceptional value for this time of year. Market watchers will be looking for evidence of stronger supply that typically develops heading into the fall for signs of potential weakness. But so far, the industry has been able to process the additional supply. The nearby lean hog futures continue to see an upward trend, while the deferred contracts are showing some signs of weakness. 
Canadian forward contract base prices got an additional boost from an approximate half-cent drop in the value of the Canadian dollar at the market open this morning. This move adds approximately 75 cents Canadian per CKG to the base value across all programs and has been attributed to a risk-off sentiment as COVID-19 cases start to increase once again. Coming up, the Resource Report brought to you by iMetals Group. Investing in precious metals will diversify your investment portfolio. Learn more at iMetalsGroup.com. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Engineers at the University of Saskatchewan have set out to make potash mining in the province safer. Travis Weens, Associate Professor of Mechanical Engineering, says the mining industry brought them a project to evaluate the roofs of mines. Weens says typically when entering a new area, miners will strike a roof with a long bar to hear if it sounds hollow or tight to potentially tell if it's safe or not. He says the problem is this method is somewhat subjective, so their project was to put to quantitative data into the evaluations to give newer miners more confidence and maybe automate the process. Ween says a student, Sheriar Islam, spent six full days underground at Nutrien and Mosaic Mines, striking the roof 3,000 times to record the sound. An expert miner was nearby to classify the noise made, and the information was then put into an artificial intelligent machine learning algorithm to see if it could predict the result with successful results. Ween says the next phase is currently in negotiations to continue the research further. He envisions a handheld device that would give an assessment based off the sound made by hitting the roof. It would give a readout on whether it was safe, unsafe or unknown and needing more of an assessment. The project had financial support from the International Minerals Innovation Institute. On the markets, Canada's main stock index was down in late morning trading amid losses in the energy, technology and healthcare sectors, while U.S. stock markets also stepped lower. The TSX composite index was down 32 points at 16,423. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 116 points at 28,397. The Canadian dollar traded at 75.52 cents U.S. compared with 76.11 cents Wednesday. The December crude oil contract was down 98 cents at $40.36 per barrel. That's the Resource Report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good... You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM.